I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. And I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched I Am Not a Serial Killer. I'm Not a Serial Killer is a 2016 supernatural horror film directed by Billy O'Brien and based on Dan Wells' 2009 novel of the same name. Set in a small Midwestern town, it follows John Wayne Cleaver, a troubled teen with homicidal tendencies who must hunt down and destroy a supernatural killer while keeping his own inner demons at bay. It's a great name. Of a show or the man, the boy? Uh, John Wayne Cleaver. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. name. Great actor. Max Records. Very good actor. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah. Haven't seen him since Where the Wild Things Are. Yes. So actually, I, I don't know if you read this too, Tom, but um, Dan Wells, who wrote the book. Yeah. So he saw where the wild things are, and then he called Billy O'Brien, the director, um, and basically said, "Ah, oh, this kid who's in where the wild things, I reckon he, ne- he needs to be our lead." Like basically, he knew that it would take a few years for the project to get properly off the ground. By then, he would be the perfect age, and that basically, he's like the loneliness and anger from he had in We Were the Wild Things was how he pictured John Wayne Cleaver. Yeah. But then basically, O'Brien um, agreed to look into it. But before he did, one of the producers emailed him to say, "Hey, we've got the guy for this role." Which was Max Records. Oh, that's so good. So this, he was destined to play this role, basically. Oh, that's such a good story. That's a great story. Because yeah, I looked him up. He hasn't. He's been in. He's been in like four movies or something. Yeah. He's barely done anything, and he's fucking good. He's got a real good screen presence. He's very young too, though. Yeah. <laughs> like he's still a baby, really. Yeah. He's in one of my favorite movies in a very minor role where he plays a young Mark Ruffalo. What movie? Oh, uh, he's in The Brothers Bloom. Oh, he plays yes. the 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 when they show them at the start as two boys. He plays um, the older brother. Yeah, which is very funny because when he's the older brother, he's sort of tall, and the other brother's kind of like short. But then in real yeah. life, it's um, Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo, and Adrian Brody's a beanpole. It's yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he slaps in that too for the five seconds that he shows up at the start. Good film. That's due for a rewatch. Oh, it's yeah. one of my one of my all time favorites. The only thing that knocked it out of my top four was a movie by the same director, uh, Knives Out. Yes, of course, classic. Yeah, um, but no, he was great. Like the it's and it's an interesting character, and it was an interesting character from the book. So Tom, you've read the books, you remembered, I believe. Yes. Well, the movie <laughs> ended, and I was like, ah, man, there's things about that that feel really familiar to me. But maybe it's yeah, just right. like the like the trope of kid in a town who sees like the neighbor is a killer, or the neighbor is mm. there's a monster across the road and nobody believes him. Yeah, like that's a classic trope. 
I, I just thought it was, oh, it's just a trope. Mm. And then it came up based on the book. And I'm like, I'm going to look up the books. And I'm like, yeah, I reckon I read about three of them. There's like five <laughs> books. <laughs> That's great. So I think there's six in the, in the series. Um, and you've read half of them and kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Good work, Tom. Yeah, well good done. work, mate. But yeah, the character in the, in the books. So I've read the first one also. Um, and the, uh, the reason I really liked his performance in this is because the character in the book, because it's a book, you get so much of his internal monologue. You get that, like, it, basically he's worried he's obviously a serial killer. And he's while he's fascinated by the history of serial killers and how they think and everything like that, he's also doing a lot to to not be a serial killer. Like he's not even like the comparison to someone like um, Dexter is obvious, but there's there's another level of removal. Like he is a vegetarian because he doesn't want to like test himself, I guess, in that way. Like there's a lot there's a lot to him where you can kind of just see that it's almost really an obsession, and that he might not even be a serial killer. It's just that there is this obsession element. And I thought uh, Max Records did that really well, where there was this intensity to him, for sure. Like there was, he was very watchable, and yeah, he was very intense at the right moments. But yeah, I never felt that he was ever going to murder anybody, which to me is an important difference to have for this character. Yeah, mm. he's trying harder than Dexter. Dexter's yeah. just like, oh, I'll just kill bad people. Whereas um, John's character, in, especially in the books, is like, and the books jump the shark heaps, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Damo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in later books, he's like, oh, I'll only kill demon monsters and that'll that'll help. And that's kind of lame. But the idea that he he doesn't want to be a serial killer, but mm. the idea is still fascinating because he's got that kind of detachment. And I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but I think he's fantastic. And it's it would be so... In a book, it's easy to get in that... To, to empathize with that, a character that's who's it. completely devoid of emotions. Whereas in a film, it's really hard. But I think he is perfect for it because mm. he's... Interesting to watch. He's compelling. And I think because what I found anyway is because of the way he's portrayed and the way Max Records plays him mm. is you never know what choice he's going to make. You don't yeah, know if he's going to yeah. make a good choice, a bad choice, a dumb choice, a really clever choice, mm. or fuck up a clever... Because he's he just seems unpredictable because you can't understand how he operates. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Like even the whole delivery of the movie I found was was on that level where it really didn't give any exposition it didn't need to. And even when it did give exposition, it did it quite slowly. It sort of gave you little bits at a time. Like even at the like at the start, it wasn't like, hey, here's this kid and he thinks he's a serial killer. And like, it didn't sort of smack you over the head with it. It kind of grew quite organically to the point where you're like, oh, he's a little too interested in, in the family business, you know, like. Yep. <laughs> so like, I, I, yeah, I thought the exposition in this movie was really well. It kind of like the way it was shot was was gorgeous. It was like this very naturalistic, yep. um, subdued, like like, you know, the colours were dialed down in what was, which could have been a, quite a big film, like a, a big showy movie, like the premise, the supernatural element to it kind of feels big, but instead it tried to really ground that, which worked a lot, worked really well for me. But then, yeah, his performance was the icing on the cake as far as I was concerned. I, I think it was a role that, that only worked because this guy delivered so well. I assume that the book is first person point of view of his, is that correct? Correct, yeah, that's yeah. it. Does the, you talk about... Later, he wants to hunt demon monsters and that sort of thing. Tone-wise, does that work? Because I, I had some issues with the tone of the film. I think it hopped around a little bit and it kind of didn't settle. And another thing, too, is I didn't read a synopsis going into this. I think you just described it to me, Tom, as there's a kid. He thinks he might be a serial killer and his neighbor might be a killer as well. That sort mm. of thing. Yeah. And so I didn't like the where it went in the third act kind of felt almost out of nowhere for me. I was like, what right. the fuck? So that was a bit of like tonal whiplash. Even though 
since I've read the synopsis and I'm like, oh, it's there. Like they're not trying to <laughs> not trying to bury the lead. No, and it's no, even no. like you know when Christopher Lloyd goes out ice fishing with that guy, mm. the way that he kills him, it's like it's like an extended claw type thing. But I yes. think because of the way they shot it, I looked at it. And it was kind of, you know, from far away, a little bit blurry. And it just looked like maybe he had a spear or he had like a long weapon or something. So, for me, I was like, yeah. (laughs) And so, it was that bit. It's that bit where he's... Um, Max Records is wearing the balaclava and he's mm. he's trying to run away from him down the street and then he comes across him ripping up someone else and yeah. he tries to drag the guy's legs away and then Christopher Lloyd does that like animalistic mm-hmm. like grunt or growl sort of thing and I was like whoa that's a choice okay that's some okay. that's some kind of that's some cool sound effects hang on a minute and then he does it again and I was like okay fucking hell and then yeah it it, it went further isn't that though <laughs> after you've seen him in the house. What did you see in the house? You see him when he was so when Max goes to the house and sends him the photos of him beating up the the wife. Yes. You see him run into the house and he's got horns. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> sure. He's got spikes coming out of his back and horns. There are there are a couple of times where you see his silhouette and it's inhuman. Yeah, yeah. One of two things has happened here. Either I that's a very tense scene. So either the tension overwhelmed me to the point where I just like took a quick look away from the screen like I took a breath got, got to do some trivia or possibly I was just glancing at my phone <laughs> I remember seeing his like shadow going up the stairs I don't recall seeing horns right yeah this this very much in hindsight this feels like there are just so many times throughout the movie where it's like, no, nah, we're not even trying to hide no, this. No, they weren't. You no. are an idiot, Sean That's Carney. hilarious. I literally yeah. made a note about how well I thought they <laughs> delivered it because it's yeah. like, it reveals, I wrote, oh, I like that it reveals the monster early on. Like, because yeah. it, they, they do, they actually reveal that this is a supernatural threat super early, yeah. which I love because it sort of makes it, it's not a mystery of, of who the killer could be. Like, at no point was this a mystery of who the killer might be, but it's it's what you do with this information once you know your <laughs> yeah. neighbour's a killer. It's so funny. So, I'm watching this movie and there's the bit where he goes into the hairdresser to kill yeah, the, the yeah. guy who danced with his wife. Yeah. And I'm Fantastic. thinking the whole time, because Christopher Lloyd's really, you know, selling the fact that he's getting around really slowly and he's old and he's ailing. And I'm like, he's going to do like the old trick of where no one's looking. He's just like jumping around on the balls of his feet like he's fit and firing. The whole time, he's just a supernatural base. And I was just, yeah. Did you get that he was stealing people's body parts and incorporating them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I just thought he was I just thought he was fucking weird. <laughs> oh. I just thought that was, his, that was his serial killer kink and the kid was trying to figure him out. But he was using those parts. Like, yeah. That's because he was frail and then he wasn't because he got new legs or whatever from that guy. Yeah. Again. Looked away from the screen, oh, probably Sean. at my phone. I'm, I'm Sean, not you lie. have did you, no, 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 you no, have no. missed like the core. You missed this, out on a nah, good look, movie, my Jesus, friend. Jesus, mate, you might need to rewatch this. No, no, I'm not gonna because the movie didn't do much for yeah, me. Yeah, because you and missed so it I, all. My focus, my focus did drift. You were looking a at your phone, bit. you piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, coward. yeah wow. <laughs> I gave it a two and a half. Yeah, yeah. that feels rude. That's rude. Feels like I feel like if I watched it again with this information. It'd still be it'd be a three. Big difference between a three and a two and a half. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't hate the film, Tom. No. I didn't hate it. No, no. I love the the two key performances are fucking incredible. Yes. Christopher yeah. Lloyd's oh. awesome. Stylistically, it's pretty cool. It does some great things. I enjoyed some of the sound design, which I thought at the time was wild, <laughs> um, but now is yeah, very very good. The effects at the end, uh, they just reached a little too far. Yeah, mm. they went 
to film that on the day and went, hey, where are we at with our budget? And they went, oh, no, no, we're like in deficit. And they went, oh, we'll go ahead anyway. We'll film close-ups of this thing. Um, the handling of that wasn't great, but that yeah, that often happens. Here's what I think happened, Sean. Yeah. They said, how have we done in the past? I think it's been too subtle. I think Sean's missed every beat of this monster on screen. Let's really slap him over the face with it. That's probably how it felt because at the end it was, yeah, it was very, it was in my face. Yeah. And I was like, fucking, where did this come from? This isn't the film I've been watching. <laughs> Even but it was. Even that I enjoyed because I'm like, no, they were they were more subtle. They were like, they to me, they did save their budget for that final one. Yeah. And I liked that because it was like, oh, yeah, this looks really slick. Where if they'd had lots of sort of set pieces with the monster, you wouldn't, they obviously didn't have the budget to do that, first of all. But also, we got enough for most of us to know there was a yeah. monster no, on no, screen. Hey, fair enough. Look, yeah. while I feel like a fool, I also feel like an everyman because I think we've all watched a film sure. that just didn't work for us on some level. And we've just sort of zoned out a bit and looked at our phone and then looked back at the screen and gone, did I, did I miss? No, I think I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Except this time I wasn't good. No, no. Yeah. no. It usually works and now it didn't. Oh, man. It's, but you, but yeah. you're absolutely right. The, 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 the power of this film is just on those two mm. and how oh, yeah. good they worked well together. Like just the way that John is played around Christopher Lloyd's character, just trying to mm. learn, mm. knows what he is. Yep. Love that. Is both fascinated and repulsed by what it is. Love that. He's like, I should do something about it, but also I want to know how it works. Yeah. Yep. That great bit where he runs down the street and calls him and he's like, does it hurt? Yeah. When you do it, does it hurt? And and the the, the shift in, like, because originally Christopher Lloyd's like telling him I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fire you. Like mm. quite angry. I'm going to, you've seen what I can do. And when he asked him that question, it's like they both just kind of like click into place for a yeah, bit. And they then know of course, who each you know, other are. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. It's so clever. It doesn't last yeah. long though. Just that little beat, and then it's, I'm still going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I also like the ending where, like, you know, Christopher Lloyd, the monster, whatever it's called, mm. realises that I'm prepared to die. Yeah. But you need to make sure she's okay. Right. Well, like, let's let's talk about him as a villain, because this was a villain I love. We always talk about how much we love a villain we can empathise with. I love this version of this villain, because literally he's just doing it to get a few extra years with the woman he loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, even that he's... He killed a man because he wants to dance with his wife. Like, I can get behind that. Like, it's obviously... I can understand why he did it. Would I make the same decision? Probably not. But that's not... Like, empathy <laughs> doesn't require you to agree with the decision. Yeah. Um, so, I really like that. And I really loved the first scene where he's he gets John to take the photo of him. He wants to send his wife a kiss. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... That's sweet. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's lovely. I yep. love that. I love that later it's the background on her phone. I think yep. that's the best. Yep. Like it, it lays the groundwork for... No, he genuinely loves her. Yes, he is a monster. He is in love with this woman that he's been with for so long. He he gives up on being a monster. Because I, I get the implication from... I think it's more explicit in the book, but it, mm-hmm. it's heavily implied in the film that he has not killed for ages. It's only because his body's starting to fall apart. Correct. It's sweet. It's good. I really like it. And then the other thing I like that I thought it did really well was the the serial killer, like the fact that he is taking body parts. It's so good because obviously that's such a serial killer trope that they take a trophy. And so it's it's given meaning behind it. It's given reason behind it. He's not actually just doing it because he's a serial killer. He's, in fact, arguably he's not even a serial killer in the way same way serial killers are serial killers. Yep. He's a monster who needs more body parts so he can dance with his wife. Like, But it's great to use that that tendency of serial killers to take a trophy and give it this extra purpose. I really like that element. Too. But it's great too because it also works to throw 
John off. Yeah. Because there's no real pattern to it. It's not like it's the same trophy each time. Exactly. It's not like yeah, he's, yeah. He's the, it's not like he's the finger man or whatever, the ear mm. man. He's just taking little bits of everything. And it's like, well, what's this pattern? I can't figure this guy out. Yeah. It's, it's a nice thing to be like, so you take the classic trope of school kid is convinced that the guy next door is a murderer. Mm. And then you flip it on its head by being like, the school kid thinks he is also capable of murder. So he actually can probably catch and identify a murderer. Mm. So then you flip it one more time and go, the murderer next door is not human. Yeah. Yep. And then what's even more alien to him is that not only is the thing next door not human, but the thing next door is only killing out of love, mm. which is not something that John has in his, like, he, it's in there somewhere because he goes after his mum and he's worried about his yes, mum. yeah. But there's a part of him that's still, like, doesn't completely understand why that's important. And it's, like, it's it's even in the look on his face when the wife's telling a story about how uh, when they're having dinner... Mm. And they were young, and they she he, he was in the kitchen crying, and he was like, "I'm I'm in love with you. Yeah. Like this is how I know that I'm in love yeah, with you." Yeah, yeah. And John just kind of just absorbs that information. It's just kind of like oh, I don't know what that is. Mm, yeah, but there are it's like fucking good. There are a few good moments where you realize, well, he's not he's not the psychopath he almost wants to be. Like he like you said, he he fears it. He also wants it. But there, there's the beat where he, he's got the knife with the, at his mum. He's like, I don't fucking care what happens to you. I, like, I, you, you know, you don't understand. Where he, like, obviously what he's saying is actually the opposite to how he's feeling because look how worked up he is. He actually cares yep. deeply what happens to her. He just doesn't yep. have the like the language or the realization that this is this is it actually, dude. <laughs> like you're feeling it right now. Yeah, you've inverted yep. it, but you're actually feeling it. And then also when he does hit the wife when he's got when he's got her in the bed and he and he ends up um he thinks he's killed her you know like the again that was played beautifully where he, the first thing he does is call his therapist like again this is not the action of someone who's enjoyed this experience no. this is the action of someone who's immediately remorseful and immediately mm-hmm. wanting to take it back um so yeah like I really liked the character because to me literally like yeah you definitely have sociopathic tendencies but that's not psychopathic tendencies hugely different as well as I actually just think you've got an obsession. And then there, there was a beat I liked where I was thinking, why do we see the, the therapist watching birds? Like, why is this element in there? And then I realized because this is hinting at John's interest in serial killers. It's no different than bird watching. Yeah. Like the therapist is obsessed with watching birds and he wants to see all the different ones and how they, you know, live. That's the same thing. He's just got it. It's just an obsession. It's an interest. It's an unhealthy interest maybe, but it's... It's not actually, I don't think there's anything that sinister about it. He's just a kid mm. who thinks maybe it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. He needs human connection to ground him, I think, as well, mm. is, the main, is the thing. I actually get to a point in this where I want Christopher Lloyd to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my other big sort of problem with it is that I hate John. Oh, you hate I, him? Oh, see, yeah, I, I, think like he's incre- I just think he's incredibly selfish. Yeah, but he's also like, what, 16? Like, yeah, of course no, but he still, is. like you're old enough to know right and wrong. Like it's terrible. There's people getting killed in your neighbourhood, mm. and like this falls under. Did our character act wisely? Acted very unwisely because yep. he just he didn't tell anybody. Tell the police. Tell your mum. Tell anybody. Well, that you know that this guy you've witnessed this guy do it, and then you, because of your obsession and fascination, you allow him to keep doing it, and you do you doing that is getting people killed. Like his best, you know, his friend, his dad dies, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Didn't have to happen. Other people die. Didn't have to happen. Mm. It's no. You know. Well, I think, but he—that's—that's. That's, I think the point is he realizes he has to do something. Mm. He's—he's he's not a great person. I think. I mean, and that's the thing. He isn't a great person. He's yeah. not great at empathy. Mm. He's not good at realizing that he—he's—he's he's very selfish. And he does he completely grow 
by the end of the film a little bit, but not entirely. Mm. But I don't, I don't know. I just, I just found him compelling. I guess mm. like it is. You get that brief beat where he it's it's basically when the dad dies that he realizes oh, I've got to kill I've got to kill him yeah that's the for me that's the the moment where it's no longer it's no longer he's just killing abstract people in the town that you don't care about he's killed someone that you know and the son is your friend even though you have that great scene where he's just like yeah I just spend time with you to look normal right and the guy's like. Yeah, you can get the fuck out. You of can my leave now. Yeah, ass. yeah. <laughs> well, but like, he realizes that. Yeah, there's actually more at stake, and he he's got to protect you know the dad, and he's got to protect his therapist, mm. and and you get that fuck. I love that line in that final fight. You killed my therapist. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Well, let's let's do the did he act wisely or foolishly because we've already half covered it anyway, and we'll jump back to where we scared. So, to me, it's like well, one part of the reason he's selfish is because he, there is something lacking in him in his emotional intelligence that the rest of us take for granted. So, I think there is that element that there's there's more of a reason for him to be selfish beyond just you know selfish teenager, as well as he did try to set up the police to catch him at the at the barbershop. Yep, oh, true, and that's the second kill. That's literally before like. Yeah, yeah. he watched the guy at the ice um, fishing get killed, that weirdo yep. guy who was going to attack Christopher Lloyd anyway, it seems. Yep. And then the next thing he does is, yeah, he's watching him and he's keeping an eye on him, but literally as soon as he thinks, oh, now he's going to kill someone, I better call the police. And then even later he says, I think it's in that that call to his therapist when he's freaking out, where he, he actually says, I tried to get the police, but he killed them too. So you're like, oh, no, he did try that first. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is where I agree with you, Sean, but then it took him a little bit too long to to make the connection to no one else can fix this but me. Yep. Yep. There is sort of this this middle ground. But again, like I didn't mind it so much because it's it's playing on his this, this interest, this obsession with serial killers. So like uh, he kind of knows he should, but he also 
can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I think nar- narratively you can get away with it. Mm. It's just a personal choice, I think. I look at a character like that and I'm just like, well, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and <laughs> right. this this, this, how, this aids me in losing interest in yeah. what is happening yeah. here. It's, yeah. I, look. Yeah. And that's when you looked at your phone. <laughs> there you go. Sean, it's, it's, a hard sell. it's a hard sell for you when the heart of the show has no heart. True. He's a heartless yeah. guy. I can't believe I looked away at my phone for five <laughs> seconds. Five seconds every single time something important <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he acted wisely. I think, yeah, also don't think that his mum did. Yeah. Because his mum kind of knows what he... Could be. Uh, yeah, yeah. ...is leaning towards. And if there's a series of killings in your neighbourhood, I think at some point, maybe just sit your kid down and be like, do you know anything about what's going on? Yeah. They never yeah. even have that sort of conversation. And I, I like, I, I won't fault the movie for that because that's like... I don't know. Uh, you can kind of understand where the mum's coming from. She's like, right. how do I get through to this kid? Yep. She's lose- She's completely lost control of the parenting aspect yeah. of things. And yeah, But I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I think she could have done something. that People could have done something. Mm. A lot of people died in this movie because people sort of yeah. sat around and did yeah. nothing for too long. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that. And I, I think her in her defense, she assumes every time she brings it up, the therapist is like, no, he's doing okay. That's like, true. He's, he's, he's very right. positive you know, about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, she's, she's yeah. also like dealing like... It's not just him. She has a disconnect with her daughter. Yeah. Her husband is a huge piece yeah. of shit. Yep. That, fuck, that Christmas that was, present sequence with good. the note being like, I filled it with all my, our favorite songs. And then he opens it up and it's still sealed. And it's just like, are oh, you yeah, fuckhead? Yeah. 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 Now, here's the thing. Here, to me, the main point of difference for this movie is this is a Tom Reed movie. This isn't a Sean Carney movie. Yeah, I think no, so. That's true. And I, I, just, just on the mum, this aids the Tom theory mm. that it's for Tom. Mum is bad at her job. Mm-hmm. Of parenting, because she's horny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think she's pretty horny? Oh, for that's right. They're yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh. <laughs> so of course, if therapist, the therapist doesn't care. Maybe, maybe he's just like, yeah, he's, he's fine. Let's go back to my. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, let's, let's go, go for look a at day. some birds. The birds are <laughs> yeah. in my pants. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> There's a woodpecker joke in there that I haven't <laughs> quite got yet. There's a hooters <laughs> joke in there too. <laughs> All right, uh, were we scared? Yes. No. All right, Tom, you go first. I'm more interested. Well, no, we know why Sean wasn't scared. He wasn't fucking watching. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, again, it's not like scared. Mm. Uh, not in the way like watching, you know, uh, As Above, So Below or, yep. or, or Blair Witch or like, but the some of the tense moments where he's like those classic horror tropes of him sneaking around and it's like he's mm. going to get caught, he's going to get caught. That whole sequence where he's just run away from him. I will say he makes some dumb choices. I'll agree with you, Sean, briefly, with that phone call thing. Great scene. Very dumb to do that. Super, yeah. Like, yeah. you think you could But also up, after that, not. Tom, he goes he goes to his friend's house and I had this brief... I guess, I guess it's a fear. I had a brief fear that... Um, Christopher Lloyd was going to follow him to that house and then accidentally like assume it was the friend and kill the friend oh, instead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's- but instead, it was just his dad. Yeah. Which isn't great. Which also, for Christopher Lloyd, it's like, man, that's you're in the middle of the street. He's desperate. Just going at it. He's getting desperate. Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. dying. Yeah, he does get progressively more desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Which even that, like, like even John Wayne Cleaver's mm. thing of like, I can't kill him because he's a literal monster. So instead, I'll starve mm. him of body parts. I'll make it that whenever he goes for one, I get in the way. Like, the, the, even him going to the wife and, and sending the, me- the photo of the wife was to stop him from killing someone when he knows he's out there. Yeah, but how does he come to that conclusion? Like, with what information does he go, oh, he's a, a creature that I cannot because kill? Because unlike you, he saw him. No, no, but why would he think that I, oh, there's no way to kill him. I'll just have to, st- I'll slowly starve because he's him. Because he sent the cops to kill him and the cops died like that. And he's got That's no true, skills. Yeah. 
is I think his assumption. So he's like, right, what I can do is deprive him of food by interrupting okay, him. Okay, I'll pay it. Yeah, that's a slow burn. Yeah, this goes back to our um our teens chat where the teens aren't equipped for the things they're up against. Absolutely. What a dipshit. And he also doesn't have a support network because the only person he talks to is a friend that he doesn't really have, a mum who doesn't speak to him, a sister who's absent, his mum's. Is it his aunt? I assume it's his aunt. Yeah, it's his aunt. Yeah, his, his aunt, aunt who yeah. likes him, but she's still his aunt. And right. the only person he's got who listens to him is his therapist, but his therapist is like, you're not a serial killer. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, look, anyway, but in terms of the tension, anytime he's doing something like that where he's, you know, depriving your body parts, breaking into the house, mm. putting the tracker in the car, just all the little scenes where you're like, you are in grave fucking danger, yeah. are very stressful. And then you get that fucking... It's chilling, that scene at the funeral where he comes and just sits next to him. Yeah. And they have yeah, that great good. little back and forth and he's like, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? That was Lloyd at his best because literally he comes in hobbling like he's this crippled old man and I was the most scared I'd been. Like <clears> even, <throat> even in that state, you just know he's such a threat. There's something about him that's menacing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because at this point he's already he's gone after his wife. Mm. And you're like, yeah, this is literally the only thing he cares about. He, we know he's more than willing to kick, kill for his wife. And now he knows this kid fucking hit her over the head. Yeah. That, so you've got that bit in that scene when John's like, you're not going to do anything here in front of everybody. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I think John thinks that too. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's not as confident as he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I kind of felt the same way as you, Tom. Those, those, those moments of, um, yeah, he's in the house and the, the killer's coming back, you know, the rear window moments, let's call them. Um, they they get me. They'll get me every time. But then also, um, and this is something, Tom, you mentioned in your, your letterbox review and then, Sean, you mentioned in our <laughs> group chat in that it was gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like some really gross, grotty moments. Yeah. It's a grotty movie. Yeah, that like, look, I don't know if repulsion and disgust is part of fear, but let's put him in the same camp for this moment because- I, like I read this book, but it was a few years ago. So, I, like it, the book was the same, where it gave you this like intense detail about the I don't know what the word is, the process for embalming yep. a body yep. or whatever it is. Yep. And but seeing it is so disgusting, and like that's the that's one of the that's early when scenes. I messaged yep. you guys because I I really hate morgue stuff when they're cutting into bodies and stuff. And then the movie got even more gross. But that actually is probably the most gross it got. The other stuff's more sort of fantastical. Yeah. This is like, oh yeah, I hate yeah. watching that. And they just dragged it out, and that fucking machine, yeah. Oh yeah, the the pumping of that yeah. machine, and then it, like seeing the 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 bright pink. There's something gross and supernatural yeah. about that. The fact that it's going into a body is yeah, it's and, really and repulsive. knowing that anybody you've ever seen at a funeral is full of pink goo. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, great. yeah, Yuck. it's super not great. And then the the fact that. What is them? And as much as they're decomposing, like I can understand the science behind it, but seeing what is them being forced out through this tube into a drain to be replaced with this supernatural pink goo, it's just so yeah. gross and grotty. Like it, it achieved exactly what it needed to because we're getting so repulsed while John Wayne Cleaver is fascinated. Yeah, and just like there's that scene where he comes down and he pulls the, the organ bag open and is going through mm-hmm. it and then he gets caught and they tell him, you know, wash up and get out of here. I, you don't see him wash up, and he just walks out, <laughs> and he's got the gloves on still, and he opens the, he puts his hand on the door handle and opens it, and right. it's like, come on, man, this is bullshit. That made me that. Oh, that was that was the moment Sean Carty said, "Okay, yeah. no, nah, I can't follow no. him anymore." Just, just grotty, real grotty stuff from him. Selfish. <laughs> Should wash his hands and respect oh, his mum. Take the gloves off, wash your hands. That's what your mum <laughs> yeah. meant when she said, "Clean up." <laughs> God. 
Uh, All right, boys. How would we do? Obviously, Sean would wash his head. Yeah, That's the first yeah. thing that would happen. Uh, I would die very quickly from not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go yeah, fishing with Lloydie yeah. and just get You're fucking right. gutted. Damo and I would be spurred into action because you would die. Yes. Right. And yeah. we'd be, and then we'd, we'd be like, hang on a minute. And then when we finally confront Lloydie as a monster, he's like, yeah, I revealed myself to him. And we're like, why didn't he run away? And Lloydie'd be like, oh, he wasn't I, looking. You know what, though? Yeah, so my death would like... Spur you guys on for revenge or whatever. But yeah. then I think if Lloydy explained that he did it all for love, you guys would look at each other and be like, I think Sean would respect that. Yeah, that's, oh, I probably would. Still kill him though. He's killed people. He might kill us. That's true. Power of love though. A crime of passion. Uh, yeah, but also like both him and his wife are very old. Like they've lived a life. Yeah. He shouldn't yeah, they've, be still. They've had a good run. Hearts. Fuck boomers. That's basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're freezing us out of the housing market and now they have grotesque monsters that eat people. They can yeah. get fucked. Yeah, can we get a steal <laughs> on their house as well? Because I'll definitely be in on that. <laughs> I've had it fucking too good for too long. <laughs> do, do you reckon I'm you pump could, him full of pink shit? Do you reckon you could kill him by setting him on fire? But, I mean, he's basically mm. black goo, though. I mean, if if it's petroleum, flammable. Based, could be yeah, flammable. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but is say. he a demon? Isn't that the whole thing where like he's reading those books about witchcraft and demons? Mm. And I'm assuming, look, having read the book, I also know that he is from hell, so he yeah. is a demonic creature. So I assume fire isn't a thing that can. Ah, nah, you love I feel it. Like yeah. If you're from hell, fire's like having a bath. Yeah, yeah. That's a beer. <laughs> just having a <laughs> just pint. Chug that back. Yeah. <laughs> just the idea of a, a demon bar, you walk in, you have, I'll have one pint, thanks, they just set you on fire. Yeah, and you're just... like, oh, that's, that's the good stuff, Len. Oh, I needed that. I had a rough day. Yeah. That's uh, that's really hitting the spot. <laughs> Flaming Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that you like in this film, you couldn't actually kill him? It's because he killed himself in the end. Like he has well, to do it. Like I, I honestly like John's thing of I'm gonna starve him. Like that. There's a lot of he's clearly dying. Yeah, I'm not tough enough to take him down. Can I starve him of body parts yeah. so he just dies on his like organically? That does feel like a long process though. Like mm. he's supernaturally strong. Is that right? So you couldn't like capture the old fella and tie yeah. him up right. and starve him. He's so yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think I think we could. I think. We, Provided Sean pays a bit more attention, yeah. <laughs> I think the three of us would be okay because, again, the benefit we have that, that Max, uh, John doesn't have mm. is that he is one guy with no friends and we are three good boys who are yeah. good friends. Yes. Oh, so yeah. take my phone away and we probably get through this. <laughs> I reckon we do. I reckon we, we have enough between the three of us to manage his diet until he dies. I agree, as well as because like, we're not fascinated with it the same way John's character is. Like, no. I don't want to see him kill people. That's the opposite of what I want. Yeah, we would act quicker. Yeah. Still still have to go the slow burn route, though, I think. I don't think mm. you can... It just. It doesn't look like you can take him on head-on because he's so quick and his fingers go for 100 metres. Yeah, that's tricky. Hey, on the fire thing, what about the opposite of that? If we crack the ice under him out in the ice fields... Oh, can you drown him? Can we like? Can he freeze in ice? I would assume so, but then when it's summer... Right, how long does he live? But no, 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 I think this... Uh, all right, Sean's our bait because he wasn't paying attention. Fair enough. Sean goes ice fishing with him, but we've we've got there earlier. We've actually scratched up the ice a bit. I don't know how ice works. I live in Australia. We've made it so the ice will break. We don't have cold <laughs> <Basically>. here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And if he if he falls through into the ice and freezes, well, that's how we get our time. Like he can't get out of the ice. Fuck he's yeah. frozen in the ice, and I survive. This is good. And you survive. Oh, mate, yeah. we can give him the old. You never learn to mind your surroundings. Bam. Falls into ice. Oh, yes. Yep, done. And then I reckon that's that's enough. I reckon what we then do is, okay, say we don't know how his body works, so we assume he might thaw out, right? Oh, can't mm. you break him, though? 
we freeze him, right? And then maybe we come back, we pull him out as a block and we just smash it up. Yeah, but I've got an even better idea, Sean. Okay. Because we know what his weakness is, right? His wife. So what we do is once he dies, we work so hard. Because, you know, we're not good at fear. We're not good at monsters. We're not good at killing. Sure. We're the power of love, boys. We work so hard to get that dancing man <laughs> to, to, to... She dates again. We convince her yeah. to get over her grief and move on because it's what it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. It's what your husband would have wanted. He He's good friends with the man from the dance place. You two should bone and be together and then let him thaw out and let him come home and realize that his wife has moved on yeah. and he will just die from broken heart. <laughs> oh, but no, but he'll kill us on the way out. Revenge. No, no, no. We didn't do anything. She did it on her own. She doesn't love you. She it's a lie. On. Love no, is a we, lie. We froze him. He's going to be like, I've been frozen, and while I was frozen, my wife fell in love again. You bastards robbed nah, me. broken heart. Broken heart won't work, mate. He can still kill us with a broken heart. Then he comes to kill us, and we're like, mate, what's going to happen after you kill us? What, you'll just live forever, and you've got a broken heart? Wouldn't you rather die? And then he kills himself. He's a bug, right? Can't we just squash him? <laughs> Let's put him in a, in a trash compactor. We get him in a car, and we... Pay the guy at the tip. We go, yeah, it's, a, it's an old wreck. Smash it up. <laughs> Boom. We watch him become a cube. Frozen. A frozen cube. <laughs> an ice cube. Hey, we drink him. Hey, That's how we do it. <laughs> yeah, put him in a glass of whiskey. And now we're all cursed. Invincible. Live forever. Well, not forever. Yeah. Long enough, though. Long enough to love. Long enough to love. Ah, oh, yeah. Sean. That's lovely. And on that note, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to get in contact with us, if you've got any comments about this episode, like to say hi, all that normal stuff, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. You are looking at your phone, you piece of shit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.